Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who have finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is Chapter 2.22, The Limit, boarded by Cole Sanchez and Jesse Moynihan. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we'd say dogs can't die of peer pressure, but that'd be a stretch. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. While Finn and Jake hang out in the Hot Dog Kingdom, dreaming about acquiring an ancient psychic tandem war elephant, a distress flare signals that some hot dog knights are in trouble. They were trying to solve a labyrinth, so Finn and Jake agree to go look for them. At La Theses in the Minotaur, Jake ties himself to a rock outside the labyrinth's entrance and says he can stretch through the maze so they don't get lost. They quickly find the errant hot dog knights who tell them that at the end of the labyrinth is a wish master. Fred and Jake are pumped because this means they can wish for the ancient psychic tandem war elephant. Jake starts to struggle with how far he's stretched, but the hot dog knights chant his name and tell him he can do it. Fred worries about his brother, but Jake keeps going and going. At the end of the labyrinth at last, Jake is near death's door, manages one more stretch to get the surviving hot dog knights and Finn to the Wishmaster. The remaining hot dog knights waste their wishes, and before Jake can wish himself better, he wishes for a sandwich instead. <laughs> With his dying breath, he asks Finn to wish for the ancient psychic kingdom war elephant, like they always wanted. Finn does and connects psychically with the elephant. He asks it to wish Jake and the hot dog knights to all be better, and then they fly away, leaving the Trixie Wishmaster and the labyrinth behind. This is another really good episode. I uh, the, the second half of season two is really, really picking up, I think. I think so. I guess maybe the new storyboarders just need to take a little time to really get into it, but they, they've been on an upswing. Yeah, I guess considering they got rid of almost all the storyboarders from season one to season two, the first half of season two is kind of like its own pilot again, like its own little season one almost. Only it's almost like writers trying to capture the feeling of other writers, which is always a little wonky, right? Yeah, yeah. So you always kind of give, at least I always kind of give season one more of a break um, and anything because people are getting their feet under them, so... Yeah, I'm glad to see that it's picking up. Agreed, agreed. What was your favorite bit? What was my favorite bit? When they first get into the labyrinth and they're like, it'll take us forever to find those hot dog nights. Because they're right at the start of the labyrinth. (laughs) Oh, boy. What about you? Besides the psychic ancient tandem war elephant, which is amazing purely for its name, and I will repeat it at every opportunity, I like at one point, Finn is like, this thing is yoga balls huge. And Jake's like, yoga balls aren't really that big. And Finn's just like, I can't analyze everything that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) He says, out of my mind, too. I can't analyze everything that comes out of my mind. (laughs) I also just really like what yoga balls huge sounds like. Me too. It's got a great mouthfeel. Mouthfeel, exactly. Thank you. So 
this is a really great episode, and I think it does some important stuff for, like, establishing Jake's power limit. But I'll be honest, I struggle a little bit watching it for two reasons. Uh-huh. One, I'm not usually a big fan of, like, peer pressure stories. I find it just a little uncomfortable to sit through because I always know how it's going to go, and it's always just a little frustrating. But B, the Jake stretching just shifts over into body horror for me. <laughs> hey, man, watch it. I think that's my nerp, just, like, super uh, stretched out. <laughs> uh, he's so thin by the end. He's just like a noodle with eyeballs. It's awful. Ugh. I do like that Jake has a limit. Even though I I guess the only other time it's really discussed is Jake the Star Child at the very end when he's meeting his dad. And even then it's sort of complicated by the, like, energy-sucking belt that he's wearing. But uh, still, it's good that Jake has limits, because otherwise, is, yeah. He's already super OP. Let's right. Be, let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. It calls into question, I guess, that amazing fan comic, although it's, I think, by a storyboarder where Jake dies and then starts expanding and ends up... His body expands to, like, make up the hole in the earth that was that happened during the Mushroom War. You can hand wave that as, like, you know, so much of Jake's character arc, as much as he has one, is about, like, coming to accept this this weird alien side of him. And you can say that, like, over the course of, you know, ten seasons, his powers increase from season two. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I don't think, like, I still love that comic, and that's always going to be my headcanon for for how uh jake's life ends by the way a a close second for my favorite part is when when finn says dang jake your body's getting thin and jake goes hey i got a nice bod and like and like shames finn for his body issues (laughs) i love finn's like no i'm legitimately upset for your health i think this is concerning and jake's just like i love my body that's not the issue here jake that's not the issue (laughs) I really like the song that Finn briefly sings, like, Yo Mama, Yo Mama, Sing, because Yo Mama, Yo Mama, Yo Mama said. Yeah, that was great. And I wish they had continued and that Finn hadn't forgotten the rest of the lyrics. I guess this is the first real look we have at Hot Dog Princess. I think she's only come up briefly before, right? Yeah, maybe in, like, an Ice King episode or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I don't know. She's really cute. I like her. We discussed how maybe she's, like, the, one of the most well-adjusted people in Ooh, which is why she's competent. not very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, her knights really, I think, maybe even surpass the banana guards in terms of <laughs> they incompetence. They are slow. <laughs> uh, I also find it amusing how, while Hot Dog Princess seems to be a wiener dog, her knights seem to be literal hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah, and they also, um, I know they come back to life, but, like, they just die, right? They do just flat up, and it's it comes back to the inherent bias that you always get in kids' TV show. You can't show death, you can't mention death, unless the character is inhuman, in which, whatever. We don't, the censors do not care. They can just get smashed apart by booby traps. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't even matter if, like, all the themes of the show are talking about, like, how these beings are essentially just humans in a different shape. The censors do not care. <laughs> Which, incidentally, and maybe like a spoiler tag for this, uh, I feel like Infinity Train was a TV show that took amazing uh, opportunity of some of you know taking that loophole and running for uh, running with it. I mean, I'm not going to say kids shouldn't watch Infinity Train. It, you know me; it's a really big pet peeve of mine when people say that 
kids' cartoons because they have heavy stuff in them aren't kids' cartoons. But whew, of any of the cartoons I really love, Infinity Train maybe comes closest for me in terms of like, I don't know if this is a kids' cartoon. <laughs> I think it is better classified as a young adult. Yeah, uh, no, that's like, really, that's that's a good way to put it, yeah. Because like, not to say that there aren't a lot of stuff there that I think kids should watch, but I think there are a lot of kids who would struggle with like how graphic some of the violence in the later seasons gets. And just not even just graphic, like emotionally resonant. Whew. I mean, it is emotionally resonant, but I think kids can handle deeper emotions than a lot of people. You're realize. right. You're right. Give, give them credit for it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, this is an Infinity Train podcast. Please watch Infinity Train. I know we've already recommended it, but if you like Adventure Time, you will like Infinity Train. It's so, 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 so yeah. good. <laughs> I, I will bring it up every opportunity. I have no regrets. <laughs> so work through the pain. Let's get wishes. Is this whole episode a metaphor for capitalism, Laura? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Maybe. <laughs> I think you're maybe, listen, I think that was a little bit of a stretch. Uh, (laughs) I mean, listen, you can read it that way. I I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that was the intent. I don't know. While we're on the topic, I totally forget this in the previous episode, which was um, Belly of the Beast. The stuff about trying to get a bunch of people to take precautions against a very preventable and real threat and them just being like, I want to party, though. Uh, this pandemic uh, mood. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Jake picking food over his life. Love it. Very oh, consistent I, characterization. <laughs> I mean, in like two seasons, isn't the ending or the beginning of a season being like, you have to make a wish to save Finn. I wish I had a sandwich. And, and Prisma's like, like, dude, I'll just give you a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, fr- I really love Prismo. I can't wait to get to Prismo. Prismo is my favorite character in all of Adventure Time. Uh, that checks out. That totally checks out. Apparently the, I called him the Wishmaster, which was just my own, because it was better than Mud Snake when I was uh, writing the... Is there the, a later uh, Wishmaster? That name sounds so familiar. Oh, Prismo. Prismo is the Wishmaster. Oh. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called him Wishmaster instead of Mud Snake because that just was easier for the pre- for the summary, but his name is apparently Aquandrius. Aquandrius? Yes, oh. according to the credits. <laughs> Aquandrius, which is a great name. And I kind of like his design. Me you know, too. It doesn't have much to do with wishes, but it's neat. And I appreciate that if you're going to be the jerky genie who's looking for a reason to subvert a witch, uh, he's at least not subtle about it, you know? You know exactly what you're getting into with him. Yeah. Monkey spa situation. Yeah. Um, he's not he- great at subverting those wishes, though. I know. He is he relying on people just making bad wishes? Because that seems to be what happens with the hot dog nights and Jake. Maybe in fairness, that just happens an awful lot of new. He's voiced by D. Bradley Baker, which continues our uh, theory that D. Bradley Baker can only actually voice animals even when they're speaking in Mm -hmm. human dialects. I agree. I stand by it. So when I was watching through the series with my partner, we skipped over a bunch of like the more silly episodes because Joe just wanted to get into like more of the plot and juicy stuff. And there's not really that many great comprehensive lists. I found a lot of lists where either basically took nothing out or fo- or missed a bunch of, like, key episodes. But I totally forgot how important the limit was. 
So four seasons down the line, the psychic ancient tandem war elephant comes out of freaking nowhere. And Joe's like, what? What is that? It's like, oh, right. Right. They come back. Maybe that's a project we should take on as as Adventure Time podcasters. Maybe we should try to do a... Like an actual good list? Yeah, of like, get to know the characters, skip some of the sillier episodes. Yeah. Yeah, because just a lot of them were either like, hey, actually, you skipped over episodes that I consider pretty essential to understanding X character's personality or deal. Or like, there's a lot of ones that are like, just the bubbling apps, which is great if you're only interested in bubbling. But I think a lot of people, you know, I feel like there's so many great stuff from the other characters, too. That's kind of a shame, right? Yeah, I agree. I would I would watch like a bubbling edit post having watched all of Adventure Time, but I don't, that's not what I'm here for. It's just a nice perk. For sure, for sure. Besides Finn saying, well, he says, whoa, fudge, man. This place is Yoga Balls huge, which is, as we said, very, very good. And also funny that he says fudge, because that's, like, very close to actually swearing. That got used a lot in cartoons. uh, And I remember at summer camp, I knew one girl who steadfastly refused to ever swear. So there was a lot of fudges. He also says, oh, my grob. I don't know if we've heard grob yet. I don't know. I, I cannot keep all the various grob, gob, gob, grob, 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 grobs straight. And then, of course, uh, as we also mentioned, Jake says, I think that's my nerp. <laughs> What's a nerp? A uh, nipple. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Which is funny, because like, that's the- just an anatomically correct word. It's, there's nothing dirty about the word nipple, but... I didn't know, huh? Okay. And then just remember, um, if you if you're in trouble... Just send a distress flare that says, baby, us, trouble, time. But. <laughs> you see, they'll say but in this episode, but poop was off scope in the last one. <laughs> Ugh, I don't get it. Okay, my dearest KK, what media wreck have you got for our dear listeners this week? I am rereading the Percy Jackson books right now by Rick Riordan. Um, The concept is that Greek gods still exist and they still have children, even though it's modern day. And the main character is a son of Poseidon. And um, he's just kind of dealing with being a modern day Greek hero, Greek demigod. And um, they're very firmly middle grade. They're not going to be challenging for most people you know they are pretty simple but they're so much fun i picked percy jackson because they're one of the books they go into the labyrinth again very enthusiast and the minotaur like it's just really cute to see like greek myths like modernize like medusa they come across this woman in a full burqa and they you know she's like really sweet and then she wants to take their picture and she has a big sculpture garden full of horrified looking sculptures and <laughs> it's just silly and fun <sighs> that was Percy Jackson was my jam when I was thirteen. I was still in a deep uh, Greek mythology uh, obsession, and this was just like the perfect series for me when I was a kid. I think we also need to to talk about like how Percy was specifically meant to like give more representation for people with ADHD and dyslexia, because as I recall, uh, that were those were issues that his son was dealing with at the time, and there's basically at least at the time, and hopefully it's changed since then, there was pretty much no representation of kids who deal with that. You know, it was still very much the thought that if you have these learning disabilities, it was shameful and you couldn't be a hero. You could, you know, you were just stupid, right? Yeah, and that's, um, 
And it's kind of a nice narrative where, like, you know, up until the point he discovers he's a half-god, he is a terrible student and and sort of shunted away and and, um, underestimated. His intelligence is underestimated. So uh, once he finds, like, a place that accepts him and, and works with his disabilities instead of treating it like stupidity, you know, he really thrives. So you're right. That's a really lovely part of the books. Yeah, I, I still think that, like, ableism is maybe one of those areas of representation that the discourse TM is still kind of lagging a, a little bit behind on. And I think it's something uh, that folks should be putting a lot more focus into accurately representing. Agreed. But thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, KK. And thank all of you for joining me and KK, the humans, on Come Along With Me. You can email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three. And you can find us on Instagram and Tumblr at Adventure Time Pod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. We're definitely not putting this part <laughs> No, in. we are not putting this in the podcast. There is TMI, and this is one of TMI. <laughs> <laughs>